Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin, I wanted to give a trigger warning. A story number three contains some sexual assault, so if you want to avoid that, now you know. And as always, if you want to submit a story to be read here, go to southerncannibal.com to submit your story. All that being said, let's begin. This story happened to me when I was a 13-year-old boy. I lived in an old house built in the 1980s. When we first moved in, we had met a neighbor. Let's call him Bob for privacy reasons. He had brought over a cake for a welcoming gift. We thanked him and we had later talked about just how generous he was, given the fact that we had never received a cake from a neighbor before. Fast forward a couple of months and he begins to get weirder and weirder. For example, he started showing up at my bus stop in the afternoon, even though he didn't even have any kids. I told my parents this, but they just brushed it off, assuming that he had a good reason to be there. He had started to show more interest in me and my brothers. Let's call them Nathan and Gabe. Nathan is my older brother, and he was 14, and Gabe, my younger brother, was 12. He would soon begin to knock at our door and ask to eat dinner with us. My parents had started to think that he was a bit strange, and they began to say that maybe he had mental issues or something. I had told them that that was no excuse, and he was really making me feel unsafe, but my parents brushed it off, saying that I was overreacting. They left for an anniversary trip, leaving me and my brothers home alone. The day went by like normal, with the occasional weird stares from the creepy neighbor, but other than that, it was pretty normal. 8 p.m. rolled around and then by 9 p.m., Gabe was asleep, leaving me and Nathan awake. Nathan was in his bedroom, which just happens to be all the way across the house. Soon after, let's say around 10 p.m., we then heard a knock at the door. I thought that it was strange, as it was 10 p.m. on a school night. I ended up ignoring the door, as I didn't really feel like getting up to answer it. Lazy, I know but the knocks began to get more persistent. I eventually just get up and head for the door, stopping all the way there when I then hear the neighbor say, I know you're home alone. I saw your parents leave this morning. So I drop to the ground and I crawl to Nathan's room and tell him what's happening. I say that we should call the cops, but he quickly rejects that idea as he wasn't doing anything. He just knocked on the door and he says we should just camp out in his room until he leaves. I agree, and I lay on the floor in his room. But then we remember that we should probably go get Gabe too. So we head to Gabe's room, which of course has to be right by the front door that our neighbor had just earlier been knocking at. We get to Gabe, and we wake him up. The neighbor didn't seem like he was at the door, as I didn't hear him anymore. Well, the curiosity gets the best of me and I peek through the peephole. I know, very cliche horror movie thing to do, but I did it anyway, and I don't see anything at first. Well, as my eyes adjust to the peephole, I see the neighbor's eye just staring right back at me. I then scream, and I yell at my brother to call the cops. He does exactly that, but even though the neighbor heard me scream and call the cops, he didn't even seem to care. He then starts throwing his body into the door, and I run to my brother, and the 911 operator tells us to stay calm and hide in a room with no windows and a door with a really good lock. 
We choose the bathroom, and as we hide there, we can hear the door then break. As the neighbor walks into our house, he begins to search the downstairs, and then starts to walk upstairs. I shut the bathroom lights off, as that would be a dead giveaway that we were hiding in there. My heart suddenly drops as he stops right in front of the bathroom door, and then says, I know you're in there. We try to calm each other down and cover our mouths, and he starts slamming his hand into the door. We knew this was probably it for us, and we all hugged each other tight and started crying. Luckily, we hear the cop sirens in the distance, and the neighbor stops and then runs out of the house and into his. The cops tell us to come out, and we direct them to the neighbor's house. The cops confront the neighbor, and they end up calling our parents, to which they immediately rush home. After this event, we eventually ended up moving out a couple months later. This is a story that never fails to give me goosebumps. Not because of how terrifying it was, but because I knew that the neighbor definitely could have broken down the door down before the cops came. Why he didn't, I have no idea. But what I do know is that he was a major creep, and I hope he rots in jail for the rest of his life. This happened nine years ago. I had just ended a four-year relationship and had moved into an old building in downtown Paris. I had to start all over again from scratch. Well, I did the mistake to let my ex-girlfriend keep a lot of my furniture, kitchen cutlery, pans, etc. At the time, I had worked as a waiter, so I could only afford a one-room apartment from a council estate building. It was really old and barely even clean but at least I had a roof over my head. The first two weeks, nothing had happened. But quickly, I began to hear someone talking at night. It was kind of like mumblings. It basically said, Just go and die already. When I looked into the door of Judah, I saw a scrawny shirtless guy smiling and scratching the door with his finger. This became a thing every two or three nights. He would come and threaten me through the door, or sing songs with a really childish voice. I thought about opening the door and asking him what the fuck he wanted, but I was afraid that he had a knife or something, and I couldn't see his hands while looking into the door Judah. What really stunned me is that he acted totally normal whenever I stumbled upon him during the day, and he actually denied being the one to do this at night. I even got mad at him for it, but he seemed to genuinely not understand what the hell I was talking about. One day I came home with a girl that I had met at a bar that I was working at. For some reason, she had left during the night and I went back to sleep. The mumbling started again. Only this time, it felt really close. I opened my eyes only to witness the scrawny neighbor now headbutting the wall and singing what sounded like a mix between religious chants and also a lullaby in slow motion. I was honestly totally paralyzed by the fear. I tried to communicate with him but he was just grinning, and he ended up exiting the apartment by himself. I decided I had enough, and finally decided to call the police. They took him in alright, and he ended up getting put into a psych ward. Apparently this guy had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, and he was put in a psychiatric hospital because of it. He wasn't supposed to live at his place anymore. He had apparently ran away from the hospital two months ago. He initially got sent into the psych ward, after bashing a shovel into a postman's head, putting him into a coma. He did that for absolutely no reason at all. I never saw him again, and I moved out two years after that. 
This all happened when I was nine years old. Growing up, we would always go to my grandmother's house, but at the time, we hadn't gone in a while due to her moving houses. So when we got the call to go visit her, I was really excited to go. When we first got there, I was really confused as to why I saw her house connected to another house. Now keep in mind, I was young. I saw a house connected to another house, which was really confusing. I went to go knock at the door, but I was too excited. So I opened the door, but what I saw wasn't even my grandmother. Instead, it was a whole nother family. So I quickly shut their door and just acted as nothing had happened. Now over time, I was bored, so I went to the backyard just to keep myself occupied. As mentioned before, the house is connected, so I could see the neighbor looking at me. I'm not going to lie, he gave me a bit of a fright, but again, I just acted as if nothing happened. I had heard my name being called, and my mom had handed me a really big lollipop, and I was really happy. I went back into the backyard, and I almost instantly bumped into the neighbor. He smiled, and he started to talk to me. In description, he was this chubby old Mexican guy. From what I can remember, his English wasn't all that good, but I could understand him. He would ask me what I was eating, and the question that he asked me next gave me disgust. In a really strong accent, he asked if he could taste my lollipop, but what really disgusted me was his smell. And this guy wants my candy? Before I could answer him, he grabbed my hand, which was holding my candy, and he then shoved it into his mouth. He smiled, and when he was done tasting it, he then said, Well, what's yours is mine now, and then walked away. I threw that candy away immediately. A week had gone by since that happened, but I just put it behind me. That is, until we went to my grandmother's house again. I was in the backyard just minding my business until I heard a, Psst! Psst! Hey! Over here! I had quickly stopped what I was doing, and I had tried to hear where the sound was coming from. There was this old shed, and I was looking at it, and I was kind of debating whether or not to check if the sound was coming from inside there, until I heard that same sound yet again, now louder. As stupid as I can be, I then went into the shed. This is where I'd like to remind everyone listening that this story contains sexual assault. Also, I'd like to say that I'm a girl. Anyways, back to the story. As I went into the shed, I had felt a hand grab onto mine so hard, and I thought that it would break. And before I knew it, I was pinned down to the floor. I had felt my shorts being pulled down. I didn't scream, cry, or shout. I was in shock. Everything just happened so fucking fast. I then heard him unbuckle his belt. Once again, I heard my name being called, and so when reality hit me, I then very quickly pulled up my shorts and ran to my mom. She asked if I was okay, and right there, I had wished that I told her, but I didn't. I just kept it to myself. Over time, I couldn't believe what had just happened, and I had wondered if it was okay for him to do that to me. Keep in mind, I was a child. I didn't know what he was going to do to me at the time, but I knew it was bad. He was an adult, and I was just a kid. I had even wondered if I told my mom would I be the one to get in trouble. I know, stupid. But again, I was a kid, and I didn't really know how this stuff worked. I wish that this story stopped here, but sadly it doesn't. 
Summer eventually came and there was a pool at my grandmother's house. So some of my family went to her house to have a pool party. And of course, guess who got invited? The neighbor and his family. We were all having a lot of fun, but what was really weird to me was that I don't remember seeing the neighbor's family. I only remember seeing him. I was in the water, and guess who was with me, right beside me? Yep, the neighbor. The neighbor had some fucking nerve being so close to me. But since my family was also around, I didn't really think too much of it until he swam closer to me. He gave me a smile and looked somewhere else. I thought nothing of it until I then felt a hand touch me from down there. I was shocked. The bitch was touching me. I had looked around to grab anyone's attention, but they were all just busy laughing. I wanted to scream for my mom, but I didn't. Because, well, once again, I thought that I'd be the one to get in trouble. I quickly got out of the water, and again, just stupidly acted as if nothing ever happened. I didn't tell my mom, and I really wish that I had. I'm now 19 years old, and I'm about to be 20 in a couple of months. This experience really fucked up my life. I eventually told my mom what happened to me, and I'm now going through therapy. This guy was a dad himself, and for him to do that to me, it's just beyond fucked up. So did the neighbor who did this and absolutely traumatized me for life. Fuck you, and I truly hope we never meet again, you pathetic asshole. So at the time of this story, I was around 11 to 12 years old, and I'm a female. I had recently moved into a new neighborhood. We had a neighbor to the right of us who soon somehow met my mom. I don't know how or when, but she introduced him to me. Unfortunately, I could barely remember any of that, except that his house really smelled and that he lived with his mom. I soon began to go over more to help clean a bit. I didn't do any deep cleaning, just simple stuff. He had started asking for me to go over to clean and it would happen much more often. He had started luring me and my brother with pizza and wings a lot more often than I'd expect someone to buy pizza. He also used to lure us with popsicles and a swing set that was in his backyard. I know this may just seem like friendly behavior, but I feel like he's just been getting a little too close with us. One day I was snowing and it was very windy, kind of like a blizzard. I was by myself outside in my front yard making a snowman, just looking around. One of his bedroom windows had faced the front yard and our houses were really close. The windy snow started to die down and that's when I noticed him standing at his window, staring at me with a really emotionless expression. Even when I looked at him, he just kept staring back at me. I had started to wonder just how long he was staring for. Another occurrence that was a bit weird was when I was in my bedroom doing something. I think I was changing in it and just walking around. Our windows had faced each other on the side of our houses. I saw possibly a silhouette standing at his window with the blinds closed. I then quickly went to shut mine and went on with my day. We eventually moved not too long after, and allegedly, my mom found out that he was sexting a 15-16 to 16 year old boy. I'm not really too sure of the details or if he even got caught, but he always seemed really unusual to me. I'm a 25-year-old female, and I had just bought my first home in December of 2019 in West Michigan. 
The neighborhood seemed quiet and safe, which I was pleased with, being that I live alone with only my dog to keep me company. Having a degree in social work and recently interning at the county jail has made me a bit jaded when it comes to local crime and the overall darker side of civilization. I've met quite a few of the surrounding neighbors, many of which are on the older side, and they all seem pleasant. But of course, there's always that one loopy neighbor that has to ruin it. About a month after I moved in there, there was a knock at my door. I answered, and there was a man around his late 50s to early 60s waiting there. As I opened the door, he introduced himself. We'll call him John. John had a beard and was a little on the hefty side. It smelled of cigarettes, but overall looked like a pretty normal dude for his age. He told me he lived a few doors down and he had welcomed me to the neighborhood and said that he's a good handyman, so if I ever needed anything, I could let him know. I thanked him and I thought it was nice to know that I had someone I could go to help for if there was an emergency. He asked if I lived with anyone and I said no, that it was just me. It struck me as slightly odd that he would ask, but I figured I was just being paranoid. As the conversation ended, John said, You know, you're a really beautiful girl. Yeah, very pretty. And he smiled at me. I smiled back and thanked him, although shivers had ran down my spine. After he left, I thought about his comment for a while. Had he been a decade or two older... It may have come off as more of a cute thing than an elderly man might say to a younger woman, but the way he said it struck me as quite odd. As the months passed, we casually waved to each other as neighbors normally do, but I didn't directly speak to him again until just a few weeks ago, almost one year after our first conversation. I was raking leaves in the front yard, and I had my dog tied up to a tree so they could lay outside in the sun and watch me. My dog, whose name is Newton, is a mid-sized mixed breed of what I believe to be a border collie and some type of shepherd. I got him from a local shelter when he was just a pup. He's a real cutie and he's very gentle and calm around me, but he can be quite protective and he isn't always the fondest of males that he isn't familiar with. While I was raking the leaves, John comes over on his riding mower and starts to mow the unfinished side of my lawn. I was a little annoyed because I was right in the midst of learning how to take care of fall leaves for the first time, but I didn't let this show and just continued finishing up my patch. After he finished, he had hopped off the mower and he walked over to me and Newton. Newton's tail was wagging, but it was apparent that he was also a bit on edge. John and I spoke for a moment and I thanked him. Then John turns to Newton and he puts his hand out. Newton sniffs his hand and he begins to growl a bit. As I'm attempting to hush him, John proceeds to swat at his face in a playful gesture. Not a smart move to pretend to smack a dog who's visibly unsure of you. Newton then breaks out in an episode of nervous barking. Embarrassed and not wanting to annoy the other neighbors, I try and console Newton. Then to my surprise, this grown adult man gets down on his hands and knees in a child's pose position right in front of Newton and actually begins to whimper like a dog. I stared in disbelief, praying that no one else was watching this horribly awkward moment taking place. My eyes quickly dart to each surrounding house looking for witnesses, and then stop on a woman that's watching us intently from John's side of the fence. John eventually gets up from the grass, and he told me about his own dogs, and that he also lives with his ex-wife in her basement. 
He went into all kinds of details about their marriage and how it didn't work out because he liked to party and she was more of a homebody. I assumed that his ex-wife was the woman who had been watching us in Iraq from their yard. Before he left though, he had told me that he was moving out in the spring, but that he would be around in the upcoming winter to snowball my driveway if I'd like for $50 each time. I told him that I'd let him know, although I thought to myself that 50 bucks was a bit steep for such a small driveway. After this conversation, I saw him once again last week when I brought my trash out. I saw him out of the corner of my eye waving to me from his driveway, but ignored him, not wanting to invite him into conversation as I was leaving for work soon. While walking back to my garage, I had heard him yell, Hey there! So I had no choice but to turn and give him a quick wave and nod. Aside from the whole whimpering like a sad puppy thing, he just generally gave me the creeps. And earlier today, my impression of him being an outright weirdo was reinforced. I was walking Newton around the block in the late afternoon. I started to shovel quickly when I came across John's house, hoping he wouldn't be outside, but of course he was, as he always coincidentally seems to be outside when I am. He yelled hello to me as he very swiftly walked out from his garage, and I very reluctantly paused by his mailbox and greeted him. I broke my wrist, he sputtered out. I looked to see his right wrist was in a cast. Oh no, how did that happen? I asked. I don't know, John said. I wondered how a person could totally be unaware of how they broke a bone. I guess I'm just old. I'm probably about the same age as your dad, right? John asked. Yeah, probably pretty close, I replied. He then did his usual thing where he talks about things that I couldn't possibly care less about like about his new glasses and how he was also in the military so he was able to get free gear from the VFW. He stuck out his hand to Newton again and I had to remind him that Newton wasn't really fond of men that he didn't know that well. He offered to get Newton a bone but I shrugged off the idea, not really wanting to prolong our conversation. You know, we're supposed to get some snow over the weekend, John said. Yeah, I heard about six inches. I replied shortly. I really loathe small talk, and I'm really horrible at faking interest in topics like the weather. Yeah, well, I'll snowball your driveway for you if you want. I do Margie's driveway there in that brown house, John then says as he points across the street. Oh yeah? You said it'll be around $50, right? I asked. Uh, you know, I misspoke the last time we talked about it. We could work something out, maybe $25 or whatever you can pay. I know times are tough because of the pandemic and whatnot. Or instead, you know, we could fool around or something. John stammered. I was a bit quiet for a moment, just trying to process his proposition, and I thought that there was no way I heard him correctly, or that he meant that in a sexual manner. Yeah, um, I'll let you know, I guess. I said nervously. So, do you have a boyfriend? John asked. No, I answered. I immediately kicked myself mentally for not telling him yes. I'm a horrible liar though. It doesn't come to me naturally, which can really suck in these types of situations where it could be useful. Well, do you want one? John asked further. <laughs> not really, I replied, laughing out of discomfort. Hey, by the way, thanks for waving at me the other day. That was nice of you. I was trying to get your attention and I didn't think you saw me. John said. Yeah, no problem, 
I said, wondering why a wave meant so much to him. John began to speak about something else, and to be honest, I don't really remember what he said, because I was so wrapped up in trying to figure out his motive behind his last few comments. I ended up telling him to have a nice day, and started to walk away. So yeah, just let me know about the snow blowing. If you can't pay me with cash, we can just fool around, and I would count that as even. He said from behind me, confirming his intentions. Yeah, I don't know about that, I said sarcastically not turning in his direction as I continued back home. Oh, okay. Well, no big deal, John said in a weirdly friendly manner. I didn't respond, and the rest of the walk home, I became pissed. Pissed that I didn't tell him I had a boyfriend or tell him to stay the hell away from me. Pissed at how he was so nonchalant and direct, and assuming that there was even a sliver of chance that I would be down to basically prostitute myself for what? A 40-minute shovel job? Pissed that I now feel uncomfortable inside and outside of my first home that I've worked so hard for. Pissed that so many young women, as well as men, are put in similar situations. Or far, far worse. I'm sure there will be more to this story, seeing as I think he's going to try and clear my driveway this weekend without me even asking for his help. But for now, I'm just going to go to sleep with a knife right next to my bed. I'm also going to invest in some blinds for my bedroom, which faces direction and I really hope he'll still be moving away in the spring like he said he was.